Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. What up? This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about The Secret Life of Pets 2. Heck yes! (laughs) This is the sequel to the animated hit from 2016. The IMDb plot summary reads, Continuing the story of Max and his pet friends following their secret lives after their owners leave them for work or school each day. So, uh, this movie, it currently has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. It hasn't opened yet, so that could go up or down. And we don't know what audiences think of it, or box office-wise. You know, we don't know that yet. But what, uh, before we talk about this, what, what did you think of the first film? I mean, I love this series. Obviously, we're, we're pet owners here, and we have two doggies, Bandit yep. and Hershey. And, and one of them is a wiener dog, and one of them is a hound dog from the Re- pound. Rescue dog. Right? Yeah. So I kind of put together our dogs in, in the same... You can see our dogs in this movie. I can. Well, yeah, that whole movie, it's about, you know, this dog, Max, you know, he's settled in with his owner. They have a great, you know, little relationship. And then the new dog comes in. What's the new dog's name? Duke. Duke. There you go. Yeah, Duke, was Duke a rescue dog in the... Yeah. Okay, so that, yeah, Duke comes in, disrupts Max's life, and it's about, you know, them kind of adjusting together. And so that really does kind of mirror our our story with Bandit and Hershey. Yeah. Uh, you know, little Bandit adjusting to, you know, big... Big, big Hershey yeah. coming in. <laughs> I mean, the only difference is it's Bandit true. and Hershey really just don't have friends. Well, they don't have like animal I mean, friends. Well, yeah, they're not friends with like a bunny and you know like, like random critters on the street, like kitty cats. Yeah, and, and like hawks <laughs> and other dogs. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I I really enjoyed you know the first. I love Kevin Hart as the bunny. I think his character is just hilarious. In this movie, in, in The Secret Life of Pets 2, I mean, the, a lot of the movie kind of revolves around Kevin's character more so than the first one. Well, in this sequel, the, his subplot, I mean, the movie, this sequel is kind of divided into like three subplots. Uh, and one of them is Kevin Hart and a new dog voiced by uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. She I love a her. Named, a yeah. dog named Daisy. And they, they get into some hijinks where they, they free a, a tiger from a zoo. <laughs> Not a zoo, from a circus. From a circus. I'm sorry. Yeah, they free... uh, And why are they freeing the tiger? So, I guess Tiffany Haddish's dog, Daisy. Daisy. She is (laughs) on a plane, and she sees the tiger being transported to the zoo. And the tiger looked very sad, depressed. And when they all got off, she realized that the tiger was going to the circus, and she wanted to save him (laughs) and get him out of captivity. And she, yeah, somehow she gets involved with Kevin Hart's snowball. Well, because Kevin Hart's snowball is is now a quote unquote superhero. Because his his owner dresses him as that. Yeah, yeah, and so he ad- <laughs> he adopts his superhero persona, and they go on this mission to free this this tiger. Yeah, and Daisy's a badass. Daisy <laughs> is the one that had like, and and this is like a little Maltese, like she. That's yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and she's just a, a badass. And then uh, Kevin Hart's character, Snowball. Snowball. He's not so great. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's Kevin great, Hart. He's Kevin Hart. He's like hysterical. He's, he's, yeah. he's scared. He's hysterical. He's, he's Kevin Hart. 
you know. <laughs> like manic, high yeah, pitch. Yeah, he's a manic person. And I, and I think. It's Kevin Hart. If he like knocks out an animal, it's because he accidentally did it versus him trying to do it, which right. is kind of funny. Right. So, yeah, he's not he, he's not great at anything. I, I do miss the underground characters that they did not bring back. They didn't bring back the alligator. They didn't bring back Tattoo. A, a couple characters got left by the wayside. But, I mean, yeah. they introduced some. Tiffany Haddish is one. And there's there's another voiced by Harrison Ford in this, in this he, other subplot. That one's funny. And Max's yeah. subplot, his, his subplot is just he's going on a trip with no. the family. They have a new kid. He's kind of adjusting to that. And they're going to like a farm somewhere. Max and Duke love life how it is. But the owner ends up getting married. She ends up having a kid and they have a baby. And that doesn't even really factor. I mean, maybe it does, but that, it does I feel like, too because Max gets this whole anxiety thing. He has got to wear true. the cone because he's so they, afraid of of what's going to happen with the baby. I guess I, from the way it was set up in the beginning, I thought that would be like a heavier theme, like it, Max and the baby. That's true. And it's mainly just Max dealing with like his insecurities. Yeah. 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 With the help of Rooster, voiced by Harrison Ford. Yeah. So I think this is Harrison Ford's like first cartoon. Is it really? How? I mean. How do you convince Harrison Ford to do a movie like this? To do a I know. character named Rooster in a movie called The Secret Life of Pets. But he's good in this. I know. And so, like, they end up going on a vacation, Max and Duke and the family, to their uncle's farm. And this is where they get introduced to actual, like, chickens, roosters, and then the dog named Rooster. He's like the big, the big dog. Sheep and cows. I mean, it's just, it's funny. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shenanigans, but thankfully, I would say less less manic, less frantic than the first. Yeah, because the first one, like once they get like lost in the city, it's just all like you know madcap, you know nutty shenanigans, you know chase sequences, just very frenetic. This they one, do. this one's a little slower paced, and I like that. It is a little slower paced. Um, they just take time to set up scenes, to yeah. set up jokes, and pay them off. Yeah, it, just a lot more patience than the first. And so another arc is with the neighborhood dogs. This is this was my favorite. This is with Gidget. Gidget, yes. Yeah. Before oh my God. before this is my favorite. Before Max leaves, he entrusts like his special squeaky toy. Yeah. To Gidget. Gidget. Voiced by Jenny Slate. She does a great job uh, doing the voice of this. Yeah, he entrusts the ball to her. And she, of course, you know, ends up losing it in the the apartment below. Filled a with couple cat- apartments below. Filled with cats. And so it's like a mission where she has to like, dress like a cat yeah. to get the ball. It's great. And then she learns how to be a cat from Chloe. She has to train. She and has to learn how to be a cat. It's really, really funny. Like Chloe puts the ears on her and teaches her the way of the cat. Because cats land on their feet. Yeah. You know, cats it, don't care. Don't care. They do not care. Even if you throw the ball, you don't yeah. fetch it. Who cares? <laughs> so yeah, there's a little training montage. There's just a lot of great visual comedy. Gidget's character is introduced coming out of a dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like, like a steam. L- yeah, like an exotic steam. Yeah. It's just it's so really silly and it's it's fun. I enjoyed it. There's good visual comedy there. That can only work in a cartoon. Well, and it's funny because she ends up going into the the cat den 
with this old lady who's the old, the quintessential, like, old cat lady. And she's got 50 cats in her apartment. Which you can barely even see. She She's old. She can't walk. She can barely see. And Gidget is going in there pretending to be like a cat. Right. Finds the, the toy. It ends up being with the cat boss. Monster cat. <laughs> and then she goes and things don't work out to, to plan. And then she goes and she catches the laser pen. Right. And it was hilarious. I've I've grown up with cats. I mean, <laughs> they are crazy when it comes to a laser pointer pen. Both of these movies, I think to a certain extent, they they understand like the appeal and the quirks of both dogs and cats. And I think they understand like the relationship that we have like to these animals. Yeah. These movies are pretty good w- with that. I mean, you know, when they're not doing like, you know, like freeing tigers from a circus and like nutty stuff like that. It's relatable and how it portrays that dynamic. Exactly. Like how the human animal relationship and how we are with our pets. And I don't know. I'm kind of obsessed with our dogs. I mean, there there are fur babies. There are fur babies. You know, there are children. And I mean the the premise the premise is cute and it's it's kind of like uh, you know Toy Story but with dogs yeah you know like what happens when the owner is away uh, yeah I just I wish I liked the first one uh, a little more but I mean it has that cute premise it sets up you know the, these cute characters but yeah I would say overall this one is a step up I do, I think so too let's take a quick break and uh, when we come back we'll get into some spoilers for Secret Life of Pets too. All right, we're back, and we're going to bust some some spoilers for Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> I don't even know what we can really uh, spoil for this, but there's, you know, the, the two plot lines converge, and I just, I remember there's, it, it gets frenetic, and there's a train, train well, chase. Well, okay, so. They get on a train. Max and Duke, they come back, they come home, and it turns out Snowball hid the lion in the apartment right. in Duke and Max's apartment. In this New York, in this Manhattan apartment. And so they, they came home early, and they had to sneak the lion out, and just so happens Max catches them, you know, as they're out the door. And then, um, and isn't there like an evil like circus trainer? There character? is an evil circus trainer and in wolves. Right, wolves. That, wolves get involved. In yeah. it gets pretty, pretty busy. Pretty, yeah, pretty frenetic. And uh, yeah, a lot so of needless chasing. to say, they catch the lion. The the evil circus trainer catches. It. Is it a lion or tiger? Tiger. It's like a baby tiger, right? Yeah, it's baby. It's cute. It's L- so cute. A lot of cute little critters in this movie. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's so cute. Do, it ends up with the old cat lady, doesn't it? The, the tiger? tiger? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that, yeah. that's a good payoff. Yeah. That, that's where it belongs. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's such a good payoff. Yeah. It's just like patting it like a good kitty. Yeah. And then he just jumps hell. in her arms. Yeah. So, they the tiger ends up getting caught again. The wolves, they all catch him at the apartment complex. How do, they, how do they end up on the train? Because the circus guy, they're on the they're on a train. They're they're a traveling circus. Okay. So they took the tiger. They they got the tiger. Yeah, and they're on the train. (laughs) You look exasperated. (laughs) But but they end up catching Daisy too, and Daisy was kind of the monkeys, the evil monkey. Is there an evil monkey in there this? There's an evil monkey. Yes. Okay, wow. Yeah, a lot of characters. Did you miss that? <laughs> I, I it's ringing a bell, but it's not much of a character, is it? No. Okay. He's, he's like the evil juggling monkey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Of course, you got to have one of those. Um, but at the end, I mean, everybody ends up where they should be. Everything works out, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, that that whole ending stretch that we're kind of talking about with like the chase scene and uh, you know on and off the train that was most reminiscent to the first. Yeah, and just like the frenetic, like aggressive madcap. Oh, funny bit though was when all the cats teamed up and they hit all their food causing the old lady to have yes. to get into her car and they ended up taking over the car yes and driving them to where <laughs> the the train is and you know all of that because they're, they're communicating on the walkie talkies right <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a lot yeah and <laughs> she ends up running over the evil circus guy and it was it was a good payoff a lot happens in this movie. I mean, it's like 84 minutes, and there, I mean, there's a lot. Ha- I barely even remember all this. Yeah, a lot of like fast paced antics. Yeah. Like the first, but a little, a little better pace. Yeah. And yeah, you have that whole section where it's like Max on the farm and like him and Harrison Ford. And the him movie- and Harrison Ford, I mean, Harrison Ford's character has a, has Rooster, a good pace. is trying to teach Max to kind of not be so anxious and so worried all the time was kind of teaching like butch up a little bit kind of yeah i read i read a review that described this as like it was a negative review it said it reinforced toxic masculinity (laughs) and the you know patriarch just really kind of like slammed into like this movie's subliminal values oh my god people need to get a life I he, mean, stop. I mean, he kind of gives us some tough love. He's like, he's teaching them tough love. And I think stop some people reading into this people bullshit. Read that, people read that as kind of reinforcing toxic masculinity. Did you see that at all? <laughs> I didn't see it, but oh my gosh. It's an interesting take. <laughs> like, come on, people. Like, stop. Well, what do you think this movie's core message is or like core values are? Are there any? The message that I got from it was you love something so much, but you you can't smother it. You have to let the person or let the baby grow and become their own person. And even if they fall, they're going to pick themselves back up. It's not about anything other than that. It's not about the patriarchy. Oh, my God. Unless yeah, I'm an idiot a, and, you know, that's... Well, no, it's it's kind of like anti-helicopter parenting, right? Like, uh, you give your kids some space. It, it really, it's, it's all about giving your kids space, being there to pick them up when they fall, but letting them fall, period. Yeah, there's definitely a theme of, I mean, these critters helping each other out in a time of need. Yeah. For sure. Good theme of friendship. It's a good theme of friendship. Like, yeah. Tosca, I mean, come on, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, people need to get out of their I'm own assholes. You, I'm just telling you what I read. I'm just, <laughs> this wasn't my reading of the film. I'm just telling you what I read online. That's what I get for reading things online. Uh, I mean, seriously, <laughs> was this on Twitter? It, it may have been. I think it was like Letterboxd or something. Yeah. Can, can we send this podcast to that person <laughs> that had that review? <laughs> oh, my God. It's a, I mean, look, it's... Just because it's a different it's reading, I mean, it's it's a valid. That's a valid reading, I guess. If if you yeah, if that's your takeaway. That's that's what you took away out of that whole movie. That's what the fuck you took away. <laughs> I mean, look, I think most people are going to enjoy the hell out of this. Oh my god, yeah. I I, I, I like I my my out my rating is going to be an A on this film. Well, that's what I was going to get to next. What 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 grade would you give this? As I just said, an A. <laughs> 
you got to take away my thunder. There you go. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I was pleased. It made me smile. Yeah. It, it was a... I mean, the whole series, the series is original. What would you give the the original film? I would what give it an you? A, too. I mean, like, okay. I feel like so it was both, on the same. the A range? Yeah, same par. Okay. I'll give this a B, but I, I enjoyed it good, considerably yeah. more I than Yeah, I mean, you liked it first. more than the first one. For sure. Yeah, the first is just very forgettable to me. Mm-hmm. I thought this one had some actual, like, visual wit and some ingenuity yeah. to it. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. And it's short. Both of these both of these movies are really short. 84 minutes, that's how you do it. And I actually do think this is a date movie. You do? Okay. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah. I mean, as... it's a family movie, but it's a date... I think it's a cute little date movie. If you want to laugh, smile. I mean, there's adult humor in this. There's... Yeah. I mean, ro- I mean, romance between Gidget and Max is hilarious. Gidget wants Max so bad. <laughs> it hurts. Gidget's it's my favorite. I, th- I think... <laughs> I think as long as you and your date are, like, fans of animation. Yeah. Because some people aren't. You know, some people, they, yeah, they, I think they kind of write it off as just kid stuff. Yeah. Which is a mistake. I'm grateful that growing up, my mom took me to all kinds of films, including animated films. And yeah, this is a good one. And uh, I'd I recommend it. Yeah, I'd recommend it too. That's The Secret Life of Pets 2, directed by Chris Renan and Jonathan DelVal. You can find more episodes on anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Twitter at DanMoviePodcast, and you can also email us at DateNightMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.